Hey everybody, it's really great to reconnect with you. I know that it's been a while. I've actually been going through um, personal transformation myself and um, I've actually been posting a lot more on my YouTube channel, which if you're interested in looking at, you can find if you go into YouTube and simply search at kwilsonlove, all one word, and that will take you directly to my channel where you will find um, a series of recent videos where I have actually shared channeling um, transmissions, energy transmissions, if you like, with between myself and various higher beings. And this has all come about um, because essentially I have been really powerfully called into my true purpose in this life experience, which is to act as an energy transmitter and teacher. And I have been very comfortable with my position as a teacher for a few years now. However, performing, as it sometimes feels, as a channeler, um, i.e. allowing spirit to talk through me, has been something that I have actually been far less comfortable with. And through my own journey of, you know, personal acceptance and shadow work and doing all the things that I share with you, um, I came into a much more profound acceptance and understanding of, of who I am and, and the gifts that I have at my disposal, which, to be honest, I feel I had been ashamed of. And it was only once I did a lot of work, um, particularly around generational healing um, through my mother and father's line around shame that I actually felt much more comfortable with coming out of the closet, so to speak, in that way. And, And then I just wanted to really find my feet with it a bit. And so that's been my focus for the last couple of months is just really leaning into um, a lot more open communication with spirit, with um, beings from other planets, um, with soul guide, spirit guides, sorry, um, and working with clients and helping them connect to their soul selves. So actually, it's profoundly affected everything that I do. Um, My one-to-one sessions are now far more about sharing wisdom and knowledge from the soul self, um, which is really wonderful, actually. And, and, you know, it it really is so true that once you actually are following the thing that feels easiest to you, it does feel so delightful. Um, I think my, my, well, I know that my journey with it was that I didn't I couldn't trust it because it was so easy. And, you know, it's amazing to me how we've been trained to expect everything to be hard. But our gifts, you know, our natural talents, our purpose for being here come easily to us. And it's actually just about us accepting that. And so I wanted to start this podcast off with that kind of little uh, summary of what I've been doing lately. Um... And, and yeah, basically just use it as a way to reconnect with you. Um, today, in this um, conversation, I would like to talk to you actually about a couple of things. Um, one 
topic is plant medicine. This is something I've been meaning to share with you for a while. Um, <clears throat> this has not really felt like the right time. However, well, it clearly does now. <laughs> so yeah, plant medicine, um, manifestation, and, uh, and potentially a different way to do that. So let's jump in and, um, and see what unfolds. I recently, well actually it was this weekend just gone, went away for my birthday and um, there was a small group of us and we hired two beautiful cabins in the Blue Mountains just outside Sydney and and on the Saturday we went, a small group of us went for a hike and it was just adults um, and we started off by going to sit down in a beautiful sunny glade where I held at a small ceremony in which I honored the medicine of psilocybin, which is also known as magic mushrooms. And I invited the group that was with me to honor the earth that we were on, to tune in with the energy of the ancestors that had walked that earth to connect with the plants, the wildlife that we were amongst and to ask for their permission to be there, to acknowledge them. And once this was done, we then honored the, the medicine of psilocybin, magic mushroom, and, and then we each took a little microdose of it. And in that context, I called in my guides and angels and the guides and angels of those I was with. And I invited them to hold this space of light for us as we traveled with this medicine. Because when you take plant medicine, it, it expands your energetic awareness. And in the process, it drops a lot of um, boundaries that you may have up. And, and that allows you to interact with the spirit realm in a much more, much more easily. And, and so having that protection, that guidance with us, we embarked upon our journey. And we actually didn't come across one other person until we were 100 meters from the car park on our return. And... And on this journey, we went through many different experiences, which I will share with you. But before I jump into that, I really want to talk a bit more generally about plant medicine and, and why I chose to do this on my birthday. Now, I can only talk to my experience as ever. <laughs> um, and I know that there is a lot of different narratives, different perspectives, different experiences in our collective conversation around plant medicine. And you have, you know, personal recreational use, shamanic use, and medicinal use. And, you know, the reactions that people have in any of those contexts, environments, can vary greatly. And, and yet, within those environments, 
you can also witness really positive experiences and really negative experiences, as you do with everything. Literally everything in this 3D reality has light and dark. Um, the garbage truck is outside, if you can hear that. So it's really important to recognize that upfront, that every single thing in our 3D environment has a shadow. That's actually the definition of the third dimension, is that shadow exists in that dimension because we have form. And, and so it's actually how we navigate light and shadow in this experience that creates our perspective and therefore the feelings that we, that we have as we, as we move through this dimension. So when you're taking plant medicine, you are effectively removing your inhibitors, which means that internally you are allowing a chemical reaction which takes place normally to have a much greater effect on you. It essentially allows you to connect to the, the spirit realm far more easily. And, and so when you're traveling in that space, it enables you to perceive yourself and your environment very, very differently. Now, to be clear, I'm talking about my experiences. And I say that because I have gone and sat plant medicine with my husband. The two of us have had vastly different experiences because I'm also extremely sensitive and he is less so. And so he might have a beautiful day of self-reflection and journaling, whereas I can't, I couldn't consider writing. I'm out in the ether traveling to different planets, talking to different beings, or, you know, going through childhood experiences or watching myself in a past life. And so it's very different for everybody. But what I really wanted to share with you was how some of the context in which I had sat plant medicine, because to me, context is everything. Context is the same Context, sorry, is the container in which you do this work. It, for example, I shared with you that I went away and we went on this walk, but we also sat in ceremony. And I shared that with you because ceremony, to me, is what actually creates the experience, mainly a positive experience. I say mainly because the reality is when you take plant medicine, it does bring up parts of you that need attention. And therefore, you can have an unpleasant experience at times. But in that experience, you will move through something. You will heal something. You will clear something. Or you may just see something in a new light. And in the process, it actually increases your ability to sit with discomfort to accept, acknowledge your shadow. That's what shadow work is. It's not about turning everything into light. It's about increasing your capacity to sit with discomfort and your own shadow. 
it increases your capacity to receive and accept every single part of who you are. Because until we can honestly do that, we actually live in a state of internal separation where there are parts of us that we approve of and parts of us we disapprove of. And we might be willing to accept the parts we approve of, but reject the parts of ourselves we don't. In that rejection, we create internal conflict. Anxiety is another word for it. Panic attacks is another word for it. <clears throat> and these um, internal experiences will over time manifest as a physical experience. That's what illness is. At its core, it is an energetic reaction. So I can't express enough how supportive plant medicine has been for me in helping me observe, come into acknowledgement of my own shadow side. And in the process, helped me accept myself in much more profound ways and step into far deeper levels of, of wholeness. Because as I forgave myself in some instances, as I reassured and moved into new places of courage and understanding, in all of these places where there had been conflict, I was able to heal and create a deeper level of acceptance and therefore wholeness in myself because this conflict had been healed. And so, yes, plant medicine is psychoactive. Yes, you are going to trip balls potentially, <laughs> you know, I know that I have. And But the difference is to recreational drugs, because I did plenty of that too before I got into, before I had my own awakening, <clears throat> is that it's done with intention. And that is where the healing can take place. I did mushrooms recreationally actually at Burning Man back in 2015, and it was a horrible experience. I'd just broken up with a boyfriend, I was emotionally all over the place, I was amongst a bunch of people that were going through a whole variety of mental, emotional, energetic experiences. There was no self-protection. There was no sense of self. I felt really vulnerable. I had a really awful experience and I had to take myself away. So the difference between that and what I did this weekend just gone was ceremony, I was sitting there, acknowledging what I was doing, taking it seriously. And in the process, most importantly, taking myself seriously, showing myself respect, showing myself honoring and having the courage to do that because it does take courage to take responsibility for yourself. Unfortunately, it's not something we're actively encouraged to do. And yet the beauty of it is the more that we take ownership for ourselves, the better we actually feel about ourselves. And so the first time I went and sat plant medicine, it was actually because I met somebody who told me about this beautiful couple who had this wonderful property way out in the country. And, and they held space for people on this property 
And all day, and, and they actually served what's known as grandfather medicine, which is called, which is San Pedro, which is a cactus. And it's South American, I believe it's Peruvian. And it's also known as Wachuma. And the cactus is basically prepared in such a way that you drink it and you take San Pedro as a, in the morning and you basically travel with that medicine, as in you take the medicine and you go on this internal journey for the day. And then I was told that towards the end of the day, you would then go and be invited into uh, a fruit platter, which was like a picnic outside. And you spent the whole day outside, round a fire pit, on this beautiful property where you're invited to go off if you needed to and spend time looking at the beehive or swimming in the natural pool or, um, you know, looking at another water hole or whatever it was that felt good to you. And then you would just return back to the fire where this beautiful couple would be singing beautiful songs and songs that would honour nature, that would honour love, that would honour <clears throat> the light that shines through all of us. And up until this point, I had had no desire to sit with plant medicine. I was terrified of it. As soon as I heard about this couple, everything in me, click, 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 just changed. And my heart just said, yes, this is what I would like to do. This feels right to me. This feels safe. And so I asked my friend if he would introduce me to this beautiful couple, and he did. So along I went. And I had a very powerful experience. I wouldn't say it was um, a joy-filled experience. It was challenging, but I learned a lot. I received so many insights. And that's it, you see, because what this medicine enables you to do is, yes, witness yourself in a new way, but it also helps you open up your awareness and what I mean by that is, you know, all we're taught to acknowledge is our physical body. But in truth, we, the physical body is just the part of us that enables us to stay anchored in this 3D world. We are far more than that. We are an energy body that, and this energy body is woven through this physical body and extends out around us. And this is actually the essence of who we are. This, this energy of infinite intelligence, actually, is, is who we are as a being. As it moves through this physical structure that is present in this 3D Newton Newtonian reality, gravity-oriented reality, we are caught up in just what we can see. But on a quantum level, when you move out of that 3D reality, you're, the truth is there's an actual physical being, uh, sorry, a spiritual being here. You are the spiritual being. And when we take plant medicine, we are able to step into a much fuller awareness of this. And this manifests as the ability to energetically connect with everything around you because equally 
every plant in particular, every animal has the same energy field, is really an energy being. And so we energetically connect and you're able to really understand that you are truly tapped into a infinite source of intelligence. You are part of an infinite source of intelligence. And these insights just come in from every direction about your parents, about who you are, about your future, about humanity, about the way the universe was created. I've seen phenomenal things. <laughs> and and it's because you have basically said, yes, I'm willing to listen in spite of the scary bits. I'm going to listen and I'm just going to ride this wave and I'm going to see what happens. And, and through that, I'm going to learn and I'm going to grow and I'm going to expand. And sure enough, that's what happened for me. I sat maybe three or four times for a day and had these experiences, which honestly, some were very challenging. And, and honestly, I spent one entire journey looking at like tortured bits of body. It was quite awful. But I sat there and I witnessed it. I, I bore witness to this. And I knew instinctively that I was witnessing my own pain and my own difficulties and my own challenges. And they were manifesting in this, in these visions, which were unpleasant, but they were part of me that needed to be seen, acknowledged and witnessed. And so I did. And, and so this was my experience of grandfather. Good to discomforting experiences, okay? But there were other people that would come because there would be about 14 or 15 of us that would sit in circle and take the plant medicine and, and share the day and the journey together. It was profoundly beautiful journeys. And, and some of these people would have amazing experiences. They would just be filled with light and joy and happiness. And I was like, well, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> but the reality was that that was just what that medicine was bringing me at that point in time. And it, gets, it got to a point where I had developed a level of comfort with it and I was ready to go further. And that was when I started to feel, put feelers out for ayahuasca. So ayahuasca is known as a grandmother and because it's the feminine energy and it's a vine from South America and it's known for making people have diarrhea and vomiting and all at the same time and, you know, really powerful physical experiences. And it's, it's known to be quite an ex a challenging experience in, in many circumstances and, and served by shamans in South America as grandfather is, as Wachuma is. And yet again, I heard about another beautiful being that was serving this medicine with full respect and full honoring. And so I went and I sat with the grandmother. Now the grandmother is an all night experience and you take it in the early evening and then you basically travel internally all night. And, and the, the ceremony because they're singing and saying prayers, just like they do with grandfather, the person holding it, that all finishes, it depends, 3 a.m. maybe, 2, 3 a.m. 
and and then you rest but you're lying down for most of the night so it's just this internal journey at least this is what I have I know that some people do it differently uh, some very traditional groups they sing Portuguese prayers all night and and they're all beautiful ways of doing it this was just the experience I had and and I was terrified. I was so terrified. I didn't know if I was going to poop myself, pee myself or bleed myself. I was, I lined my pants with like sanitary towels. <laughs> I was both ways. I was like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. But I was, I really wanted to do this. Nothing was going to put me off. And, and so I took the medicine and, I, and this voice just came into my consciousness and it said, it was a female voice and it said, do you trust me? And I've got to be honest, 100% was not the answer I had, but it was a good 80%. <laughs> and I just said, yes. And, and so proceeded the most powerful, loving experience I've ever had. And it was a really big lesson in allowing myself to receive. And I'm gonna to touch more upon this later when I talk about manifestation. But what it showed me was how I had subconsciously been rejecting love rejecting receiving not my subconscious sense of unworthiness had been saying no to love to life to receiving and this beautiful plant spent the entire night filling my body with liquid love that's the only way i can describe it i felt incredible all night long it was pure love. And, and so having had this experience, that kept me going for a few months. But eventually I decided to go and sit back with grandfather. And what I observed was that what, uh, ayahuasca had so profoundly recalibrated my experience of plant medicine that when I went and sat with grandfather, it was now a much more pleasurable experience. It was like ayahuasca had kind of burst through some sort of glass ceiling I had inside me. And it now allowed all this beauty to come through when I sat with the grandfather too. So now finally I was experiencing what I'd seen all these other people experience, which was this love and light and joy. And it was beautiful. And so, it was actually only after sitting with both those medicines, which I've now done many, many times, and had, I could tell you thousands of stories, but I won't. I, um, I decided, I actually got invited by a couple I know who wanted to also become medicine um, servers to practice, if you like, with me um, and hold a psilocybin ceremony. And so I, I did. I went round to their place and we sat and they, it was beautiful. We created ceremony and they sang prayers and I took medicine. And I noticed that psilocybin was a far different experience. It was very playful. And um, there were lots of little beings that came through and I had dragons actually that came through. And, um, and one of them lay right around me and I could like almost lie back against it. And another one came forward or lay in front of me as if to kind of protect me or something. And, um, and they told me I was a sleeping dragon. And at the time I didn't know what that meant. Now I do, <laughs> but it was beautiful. And in the middle of this ceremony, one of the, the women holding it had this shamanic drum there. And I'd never touched a shamanic drum at this point. This was years ago. And, um, 
all of a sudden I had this really strong desire to play this drum for no apparent reason. So I was like, please, can I play your drum? And she's like, sure. She gave me the drum. I was a bit, you know, and you're in this really heightened state. But there's still this part of you that's inhibited because you're, you're still, your ego is still trying to run the show. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to go with it and just relax. And I started just gently tapping this drum. And then it just, it was like this energy just came into my body. And it was this really powerful, female, strong energy. And I think if you're a superhero, this is what it would feel like. <laughs> and it was so unapologetic. And, and I was beating the drum by this point. And I was saying this word, Ishtar, Ishtar. I had no idea what that word was. But whilst I was singing it, and I was singing it loudly by the end of it, I was getting all these downloads about my life and who I was going to become. But one of the things I really remember was feeling the sexiness of this woman. And it wasn't like she was trying to be sexy. She wasn't trying to be anything. She just was, you know. And this energy just, it had this innate sexuality to it that was unapologetically, deeply, powerfully feminine and and yet so magnetic and powerful and I remember feeling this sort of prudishness <laughs> at my own what felt like my own meager sexuality versus this like force of nature that had just taken over my body and it's only you know years later now I understand that your sexual energy is your spiritual energy because your spiritual energy, and it's such a weird thing to say because you are spirit. It's not like your spiritual energy is something you just dip into now and again. Whether or you like it or not, know it or not, approve or not, you are a spirit, you're a soul. And the essence of you, when you connect with your highest joy, feels like an orgasm. <laughs> it does. When I have a fantastic channeling session, I feel like I've orgasmed because we are really creatures designed to feel joy. That's why we like affection and touch and um, kindness and softness and support. These are all preferred things. And that's because we are designed for joy. Our body comes alive when we have sex. You know, we feel powerful, we feel energetic. <clears throat> and, and this is what I also wanted to point out because, <clears throat> you know, in so many of my sessions, I'm dealing with beautiful people whose sexual energy has been suppressed, injured. It's through some abuse or experience. And, and what they don't necessarily understand is it's stymieing not only their experience of sex, it's stymieing it's limiting, it's choking off their life force because that's what it is. Your sexual energy is your life force energy. And, and that was what really came through with that magnificent ceremony I sat in. In fact, the, the gentleman, the guy who um, was part of the other half of this couple, he has very clear vision and he said that 
we discovered later that Ishtar is also known as the goddess Inanna. This is an ancient Mesopotamian goddess who um, went into the underworld and then came out, long story I won't go into, <laughs> and then came out back into the light. But it's this story of knowing your shadow, overcoming your shadow, accepting your shadow in its fullness and still holding yourself in the light. And and she has been a really big guide for me, but he said he witnessed her literally like dancing behind me and then vroom, she just came into my body and that was exactly how it felt. So really amazing experiences, obviously. Um, that's the last one <laughs> I'll tell you, but there's been many, many more. And, and I wanted to share this with you because, you know, at one stage I was asked to do an interview about plant medicine and, and I didn't really know anything other than my own experience and I did some research into it and I you know I discovered all these stories online where people had had varying experiences <clears throat> a lot of the medicinal ones were very good you know they're reversing depression with it they're reversing yes illness with it as well and actually in Australia psychotherapists can actually prescribe psilocybin um now it's actually legal but only after i think a, a long series like they the uh, patient must have done a lot of depression medication prior and it must have proved like it didn't work and and so there's a lot of restrictions around it but even so the fact it's even legal here is amazing and you know i feel it's just a matter of time actually if you look uh, a lot of big companies are investing massive amounts of money into psychedelic uh, treatments now because they're recognizing that it's actually really, really powerful and it, it just works. <laughs> In fact, I don't know if you've seen the series on Netflix. I can't remember the name of it now, which isn't that great. Um, but basically, it's this journalist who, yeah, I think it's, he's the guy that wrote the book change your mind i think um and he actually explains that the origins of alcoholics anonymous was actually lsd um so not plant medicine necessarily but well actually lsd is taken originally from i think a kernel of wheat or like the active part of it you'd have to look that up <laughs> but yeah it's really interesting that, um, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous really it became so religious and yet it actually its origins were in psychedelics. So, um, so yeah, I'm really, really happy, obviously, to see that that's the case. However, it still remains illegal for people like me to help others with this medicine. Um, and yet I have held ceremony for friends, um, not in a commercial way. And and supported and even with my parents i've actually held ceremony for my parents and it has had profound effects on them in so many ways uh, in positive ways and my dad had a chat with shiva and <laughs> learned all this stuff about how he was carrying all this judgment and it created so much freedom in his being um but anyway as i said i was doing this research and i saw that you know a lot of people had, had obviously negative experiences i remember one young woman who had been really pro plant medicine had then gone to south america and ended up being in this sexually abusive relationship with this shaman 
which lasted for a significant period of time. And obviously, and that left her with this opinion, very strong opinion that plant medicine was not the right way to go. And, and you know, and these, these experiences are gonna create lots of conflict again. You know, the yes, the no, the dark, the light. And I get it, this is part of the 3D experience. Um, but I felt I wanted to share my experience because I really believe in the power of this medicine. And, and I mean, the ancient, the ancient indigenous use plant medicine all around the world for you know, self-evolution. And, and I think the context in which you do something is so important because when you are working with a medicine that takes you into the spirit realm, creating a ceremony that lays out the energy appropriately allows you to travel into that realm in safety. And, and it creates safety within you being amongst others who share that heart-led desire to discover more about themselves. So how do you know when, you know, the people you want to sit with and do this work with are the right people? It's a heart-made decision. It's a heart-led decision, as with everything. You have to use your instincts. You have to do what feels right and then have the courage to say no if it doesn't feel right. And you might be right in the position where you're about to take it and it might not feel right and have the courage to say so. So... There is no easy way to tell you, you know, how you should navigate that. That is something that you will just intuitively have to find your way with. But as to whether plant medicine should be taken or avoided, that too, in my opinion, is up to the individual. It's up to you leaning into your own heart and deciding if it's something that feels good to you and then following that. So... I started off by saying that I went away for my birthday and, um, and we did this microdose. And I just want to share something that happened there because it just birthed some insights in me that I feel would be really helpful to share, um, particularly around manifestation. So my friend, there was a small group of six of us and, and at one point, a girlfriend and I ended up just walking ahead of everybody. And it was at this point that I really felt the medicine quite strongly within me and and she my friend is very gifted as well and she can see very very clearly sees spirit very clearly uh, in the 3d plane and and i turned around to her and i could see that she could see something or i shouldn't see it, i just knew she could see something and i said to her oh you know tell me what you see and she said oh i can see this like nature spirit just standing behind this tree like poking his head around like cautiously just looking at us and just kind of checking us out like inquisitive and I was like oh okay that's nice that's cool and um and then she said I don't think that they can see us clearly on that level and I said what what dimension is he in and she said he's in 5d oh, okay and so we carry on and we're just walking slowly and and we were saying, and I said, oh, I had never thought about the fact that a being in 5D can't see us in 3D really clearly. I just assumed they could because, you know, we see 2D so easily. However, 
there's no yeah it kind of gave a different perspective to it because she said that he could just she felt he could only see us as light and and as she said that I had this energy come into me or come through me rather this light language energy okay and for those of you that don't know what light language is it's a type of energy technology it sounds like gobbledygook is what it sounds like right um but when it comes through you, it carries a certain energy and the words just come out of you like another language. And the meaning of those words is very clear to you. Not always, but most of the time. But it's not really about meaning. Sometimes it is. If I'm working with a client, get lots of light language, it's actually just spirit telling, sharing something with them and I translate that. But most of the time, it's not and it was in this instance that I really started to discover a new purpose of it because as this light language came through me I felt my whole energy body just like line up within me and at, in that moment just send out this kind of beam of energy that was 365 degrees all the way around me and it just kind of shot out but it was magnetic and I could just feel myself it was like I was almost pulling all of reality in towards me it felt extraordinarily powerful but in a really beautiful way and I was just saying the light language and it was coming through and again, it has this beautiful, sexy feeling to it. It's just so alive. And, and as I was doing this, my friend, I noticed, she just sort of came toward me and she just ended up like kind of walking gently into me, slight, but like walking alongside me, rubbing against me very gently, but she'd be, she had been drawn in. And as she did that, she said to me, he's now focusing on you. He's really drawn to you. And I knew that the light language that was coming through me was activating my energy field and kind of whipping my energy up. It was weaving my energy and creating this catalyst inside me that was producing a lot more light. And so what this told me was that light language can be used as an energetic catalyst to drive energy. And I've seen this, I didn't realize this at the time, but on reflection after this happened, I have witnessed this many times. When I run an event and I'm about to drop into the ceremony, light language will often come through. And it's like everybody's energy in the room just lines up. No one's itching their nose or flicking their hair. Everyone's just dropped in. And what it does is it really pulls your energy into this very powerful place. So I found that really interesting because what it also showed me was how receiving works. Now, receiving has been this theme for me. So as I said earlier with ayahuasca, I was shown that receiving love is allowing love to come to you and love can be interpreted in many ways and in this very material oriented world we live in you could say that wealth and all these other things that people want to manifest 
not just a partner, but material things or, or even a career or whatever the thing is that you really want to call in. These are all forms of love to you in that moment. And an insight I want to share with you, this wasn't from this weekend, this was from before, but is I was shown once on plant medicine, I think, that everything in reality is being like you are drawing in everything you could possibly want at all times. There is no need to strive for things. It is more about allowing them to come to you. And what I was shown was you, anyone or every individual can only receive according to the size of their container. So for example, if you've got a tray of ice cubes, you it's like reality is like this gushing tap and it's pouring water over all these ice cube trays. But every single ice cube container can only take the certain amount. And that's what each of us is. We're each this ice cube container and reality is like this pouring tap. Abundance is like this pouring tap. And it's just able to give us what we want, when we want, how we want. But if we're only allowing ourselves to receive a small amount, if we don't feel that we deserve big things, it means our container is small. And it means that everything that's coming out of the tap fills it up, but only to the amount we think we deserve. And all you have to do is allow yourself, is soften, allow yourself to receive more. And the reason I say soften is because often we are actually very contracted. Okay, when we are in a state of fear or discomfort, we contract, right? And, and so this is what I believe reduces our container, that contraction. If we relax and soften and allow, we expand. And that is when abundance can flow into us, flow into our lives. And so I've been saying to some of the people that I mentor and coach, you know, just observe the feeling in your tummy when you think about money, when you think about love, when you think about health, how does it feel in your body? Does it feel tight? Does it feel constricted? Or are you able to experience expansion? Are you able to soften that feeling, loosen it, open it, increase the size of your container? So, <laughs> I hope that this has been useful. As I said, I've been wanting to share um, around plant medicine for quite some time. And so now is clearly the right time. And I hope that that has given you more insight to consider whether plant medicine is right for you. And it may not be. I know people that have literally turned around to me and said, no, I don't feel that. I don't feel to go that way. And that is honorable in every way. There's no right or wrong. There's just you and your way. And, and the more you choose what feels good, the more you take ownership of your sense of self. And that is the magic. So if you would like to follow my channelings, please check me out on YouTube and subscribe to my channel to get notifications. I'm actually running weekly live um half hour um, 
meditation events. I've actually got one later on this evening. So if you want to join me, just go to my website, www.kaywilson.love forward slash col. Um, or just go straight to the YouTube channel, which as I said, is if you just search in YouTube at kwilsonlove, you'll find my channel. I'm going to live stream it, she says. I haven't done that before. I'm sure it will go great. <laughs> and, um, and I'll see you there. In the meantime, lots of love and I look forward to seeing you soon.